Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome to a special episode of the Black Alien Sportscast. It's your man, the alien from another planet. My man, Stino. What's good, brother? Alien, what's poppin', my guy? What's good with Chilling out, man. Chilling out tonight and contemplating all these other games that happened today. From Miami sweep to Philly's dominant win over the Wiz. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking especially about with uh, Miami. They got some decent cap space. And I can see some some changes coming. Yeah, let's go ahead and touch on that first, man. Obviously, you know, they uh, they uh, shouldn't have asked for what they asked for because they couldn't handle it. First yep. of all. True. So, uh, let's go ahead and hit that in the butt right there. Mm-hmm. I will say, man, I feel like uh, I feel like if Victor Oladipo was playing, it might have been a little more interesting series. I said right. Milwaukee would have ended up taking it, but I think Victor's presence defensively and the ability of him being able to create his own shot as well outside of Jimmy Butler and uh, Tyler Hero. Uh, yeah. Probably stuff like that. That, that would have that played a play factor as well. Right. And they, they have a good core to build, or build around. Now, my question is, the way Jimmy Butler played this series, could his time be up in Miami as well? Uh, I don't know, man. It's t- tough to say. I know he, you know he had a triple-double tonight. You know, triple double yep. don't always mean efficiency and shit like that. You know what I mean? But uh, right, I, 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 I don't know, man. I don't know. It's hard to tell, really. I guess. Yeah. I guess that we'd have to try to gauge Pat Riley and see see where his mind would be at. But uh, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a real hard thing to do with that. Yeah, and if I, and knowing how Pat Riley is, who's a hellacious competitor, um. I'm looking at this team. I I I, I would either call, if I'm him, I'm calmly assessing the situation, and I would put everybody expendable because you want to keep yeah. guys like except, Tyler Hero the builder. Right, really? Yeah, Bam, Bam, and Tyler Hero. Those are your cornerstones. That's your core. Um, right. I mean, I mean, watching the game. Watching the game today, Miami came out firing in the first half. They came out, they came out firing, and Milwaukee did struggle. But there were some missed opportunities where Miami they did have double digit lead, but they couldn't keep the double digit lead. Right. Right. And then we all know what happened in that third quarter, which was just absolute disaster for them. Yeah. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't even buy a bucket, let alone rent one. Right. <laughs> Borrow one or anything. Seriously. No, no, no blue light special on buckets or anything like that. No, Ben. Then they they got it back in the single digits, and then the fourth quarter came around. Milwaukee just pulled away. Yep. It just showed flat out. We knew after the first two games, Milwaukee was the better team. Yeah, and they, they, something, uh, something I, I'd seen out of Milwaukee, man. You know, I'm not able to watch the games right now, but. Uh, um, I always keep an eye on the box score and keep track yeah. of, of all the games and everything like that. But uh, I seen right. Milwaukee have four players in the twenty point mark. That's yep. that's big for them. That's big. Yep. Giannis, Chris Middleton, Robin Lopez, and and uh, Drew. I think it was, no, no, it was uh, Forbes. 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 Yep. They had a lot of guys and they had a lot of balanced scoring. That's what helped them too. <clears throat> What really hurt Miami, in my opinion, they really couldn't shoot well from the outside. 
That, that's like that yeah, perimeter that's, game. Their perimeter game disappeared. Yeah, well, see, we gotta we gotta kind of throw some uh, throw some credit Milwaukee's way for that. Yeah, one. you do credit Milwaukee for their solid defense. Yeah. They played great defense throughout, especially, especially on the perimeter, man. Like Chris Middleton, I think he's a he's a bit of an underrated perimeter defender. He's not great, but but he's right. able to hold his own and not not give up a, a super amount of buckets like that. And of course, everybody knows Drew Holiday. He's one of the top. In, in in my opinion, he's a, he's a top three on ball defender. Oh yeah, Drew, Drew Holiday. Oh, and yes, indeed. So, yeah, I think I think uh, man, it, it's hard. It's still a toss up for me between Philly and Milwaukee coming out the East. Mm-hmm. Because man, it, it, it's still hard to choose, man, because they. Both playing real, real good basketball right now. Both yeah. playing on the floor. Yeah, and that second round matchup between Brooklyn, either whoever wins between Brooklyn and Boston um, against Milwaukee, I think that we will be the better matchup. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. It'd be tough because I, I think I think Brooklyn, I think Brooklyn would be. It's going to sound a little crazy, man, but I almost <clears> think Brooklyn would almost be the easier matchup. Mm. Honestly, just because the defense that yep. Brooklyn... And Drew Holiday can take and can defend Kyrie one-on-one. Yeah, it, or or if, if you really need him to, you can really switch him over to uh, Harden. James Harden. And yep. because, because, because another little underrated defender they got on the perimeter is George Hill. Oh yeah, George Hill. George Hill. So, yeah, I can see George Hill and George. They probably put George Hill on Harden, Holiday on Irving, and what Middleton on Durant. No, Giannis. Giannis. I would probably put Giannis on him just because that that extra wingspan is gonna gonna Giannis on Durant KD a little more, but. And in the middle, really, center-wise, Milwaukee Woods should have a slight edge. Yeah, if you ain't Robin gonna have to worry about nobody. You ain't gonna really have to worry about nobody down low on Brooklyn. No, unless, and that's an, that's by that's, some and, unless by some crazy stretch, Claxton starts to go off and go crazy, which I right? mean, he's got the ability to do that. But you do with with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden on the floor, it's it's hard to see him getting those uh, those opportunities. That it is. I agree with you, sir, wholeheartedly. Especially, especially if Joe Harris is able to start shooting the ball well. Yeah, Joe Harris struggled in Game Three. Yeah. Uh, we, we'll, we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he played good in game two, but game three, you all right. You definitely yep. struggled along with Kyrie. Uh, hey, I, I will give it to Kyrie, though. He definitely played good in the fourth quarter in game Yeah, three. he came back strong in the fourth quarter. Yeah, definitely did. And the, the one thing that impressed me was Tristan Thompson getting the nine offensive rebounds. <laughs> yeah, we touched on that, that earlier. Yeah, yeah definitely, we those nine offensive yeah. rebounds are definitely big, man. That's that that's almost potentially could be 20 plus second chance points and that mm-hmm. is a lot yes indeed that that's very significant uh now, other teams now on the on the uh, brink of getting knocked out obviously next up the Wiz we know yeah, yeah. 
I, I've, I've had, had 25 tonight, but he shot like 10 for 26 or something like that. Mm. Yeah, thir- thir- 38% is not not going to cut it when you're No, Bill struggled. No. Russ had 20, they were 26 and 25 respectively. But yeah, they did struggle all right. They didn't really get no help. No, not at all. But then again, I, I, I think about that team, man, and I can't really expect anybody else to provide a lot of help because who really do they have that's capable of doing that? You know what I mean? It's actually shown that they have the ability to do that because Bertans ain't really had a whole lot of opportunities to show that. Rui has a little bit, but he's always deferring to Bradley or Russ. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't had uh, their rookie, Denny. I haven't had him to be able to to do that or anything like that. So man, I think they're. I honestly, I was surprised they even made the playoffs. Yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. I really thought Indiana was going to be able to beat them in that playing game. That's what but, I thought too. But man, honestly, <clears throat> though, I, I think everybody knows if Levert was able to play, then that yeah. would have went the other direction. But yeah, uh, I, if if I'm the owner of the Wizards. I am, I, I, and, and I would literally blow up that roster minus Beal and Russ. Yeah, I would, yeah. and I would also in, in the offseason literally release thirteen players and have your roster sitting at two players for and, until you're able to get the full fifteen. Yeah, I would bring in. I, I would, I would make trades, moves, bring in veterans. I mean, and I would bring in a new coaching staff. It's time to change the culture. Yes, yeah, since since since, uh, since since we're touching on them potentially making a lot of changes, man. Do you think do you think Washington would be a uh, uh, attractive destination for maybe somebody like uh, Kawhi? DC for Kawhi? Now <laughs> you're talking you're you're talking to a man that's from DDC from the from the DC Metro, and um, DC is a very very it's a very diverse community and um i think they would embrace him but then again to get a guy like Kawhi leonard you're gonna need other veteran pieces you need another solid quality veteran or two that would be convinced to come play with bradley and russ and maybe sweet talk Kawhi and say hey bro we got some good cooking in dc man yeah come here bro we, we can do some things and, and another thing, do you think do you think Russ and Kawhi? Do you think that combination would be able to be, coexist? Yeah, yeah. How do you think that chemistry would be with, with those two playing together? I think they could be able to coexist because Kawhi can Kawhi does play well off the ball, right. and um, <clears throat> the one thing Russ does do well when he's focused, I, lo- I do like it when Russ dishes and passes the ball. And he, he would he would he would have to be more of a distributor, in my opinion, to basically um basically help satisfy Kawhi's need for touch getting getting touches. Right. He would have he would have, I think he would have to change his change his game just a bit. Still be the offensive force he wants to be. Yes, still have that aggressive nature, but be more of a facilitator and a distributor. Right. Great aggression on that. Right. Yeah, I can agree. Um, I, I, I can uh, agree the Wizards that I do like, I would keep the kid Hachimura. Oh, yeah. Let him, yeah. keep him, let him mature more. 
I think he has some good potential. I think if he bulks up a little more, develops develops more of an inside game, maybe a little nice little 15, 18 footer, he could, he, he could be a nice little maybe all-star in a few years if he develops that part of his game. Those are three nice young people. Those are three good pieces that the Wiz can build around. They need they 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 need some meat down low. They need some they need some banners in the paint yeah. that can play defense. That's that's their problem. I don't even think necessarily only in the paint either, because obviously the paint is their is, is their. Player. They need guys that can play defense, get out in transition. They, I was going. They, they I feel like they need defense at all five positions. Because Bradley Bill is not a he he's not a bad defender. He's a decent defender, but he's not great. But yeah, they need defense. obviously not great. Rory is a is I'm gonna say probably their second best defender out, outside of Russ, and I don't even think Russ is a super great defender all myself. Here's one. So now, do you, now speaking of the case of them needing defense, do you bring in the what? And now, and if you do fire Scott Brooks, who do you bring in? Do you bring in the defensive minded coach among the NBA coaching ranks? Do you do you maybe go with maybe a uh, a hot college coach name? You go somebody from the D League, I'm gonna throw, throw a name out that I know a lot of people feel like he should already have it. He should have a job still. He should have never lost the one that he had. A lot of people feel that way. But JK, I mean, I, no, I think no. Okay, I, I think Mark Jackson would be a decent fit. Mm, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say Mark Jackson next. Mark yeah. Jackson would be he would be the perfect fit in DC. He will bring especially with a point guard like Russ. Especially yeah. with a point guard like Russ. Knowing the point guard that Mark Jackson was and his mm-hmm. his passing ability and, and that sort of thing. His his oh, God. IQ, that, I think that would just help Russ out even more. Oh, I believe it would. I would if I if I were the Wiz, I would and for coaching changes, I would I would tell everybody I would seriously look at Mark Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that almost any team that is on the hot seat as far as coaches right now should yeah. take a look at Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson would be a fit for almost That man, season. he was Brooklyn born, Brooklyn bred, got drafted by the Knicks and unfortunately screwed over by him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's another story for another time. If right. we ever do a special episode of, let's say, <laughs> past episode past great players in NBA history, mm-hmm. we can save that topic for a future one. Right, most definitely. Now, let's look at some other teams. Um, well, uh, how about let's say Charlotte or Chicago? Let's start with Charlotte. You got Lamelo Ball and uh, you got Ball and Bridges down there. The B and B combo, mm-hmm. looking working yeah, down yeah, there. I like, I like the hair B and B combo. Yep. If I'm if I'm MJ and Mitch Kupchak, it's time to make some changes. Zeller, time to go. They they need they need they need, they need some veteran presence as well. Like the same thing. You're gonna have to. Uh... We'll have to make a decision between Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham as well. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I, I don't think it'd be, it'd be smart to keep all four of those uh, front court guys as far as, you know, uh, or my bad, back court. I said front court. Um, back court guys as far as, like I said, Rozier, Graham, and like you said, Ball and Bridges. Yeah. Four of those guys. And I think they, they, they still got. Uh, Still got a, what's the name, Malik Monk? Yeah, Malik Monk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Malik Monk is a, is, is, is a score too, man. So, um, yeah, man, they got, they got, they got some decisions to make in the offseason as well. 
Yeah, trim. I'll say, yeah, they got. They already got it. They trimmed the backcourt. Beat, increase the depth in the front court. Get some guys that can score. Yeah, yeah, they do need need some some scoring outside of the guards because that's it. Seems like that's where ninety five percent of their points come from is their guards or their small forward. Yep, they they're small no forward. Four and a five. Yeah, they, they need production from that, and I, mean, I know MJ's thinking that already. Get production out of that, so they gotta see who. And also, probably in the NBA draft and the, uh, the in the G League, possibly who who um what big man's available out there. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really know a lot of big man names in the G League like that. It's really making a whole lot of noise. Neither do I. That had to be looked at. Um. And I don't know which big men are going to be free agents. Yeah, I'm not sure. That, I wish I had my laptop available, but I'm thinking needs to charge. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm just thinking about. Yeah, hmm. I can't really think of no. I can't really think of no free agent big men off the top of my head at the moment. Yeah, we would have. We would have to see. I, I would have to check NBA.com and research research potential free agents uh, for this free agency class. <laughs> I know. Uh, I think Jared Allen is supposed to be a free agent after this season, isn't he? Oh. I think he's supposed to be. I'm not 100% sure, but I think. That sounds interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice name. And of course, that's I interesting. interesting. And I think there's a lot of teams he could fit on. Uh, I think Portland would be a nice fit for him. Mm. Charlotte, okay. Like, like we were just discussing, Charlotte would be a decent fit for him. Yep. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's, a, it's a few, few different things. Yeah, we got, yeah, that's true. That would be a decent fit, yeah. Um, Indiana. We got teams like Indiana, too, we got to talk about. Um, yeah, they got a decent core in place. Their, I heard their issue was their head coach having issues with his players not basically – their coach needs to work on player relationships and how to communicate better. Right. Yeah. I mean, seeing the, Indiana has a decent young core in place. It seems like they they just need that one veteran, that one big veteran presence to mold them together that knows how to win. Yeah, there's not really a, a, a veteran presence on that team at the moment. I think the, I think the most <clears throat> experience on that team right now comes from... Yeah. Another issue is, yeah, Miles Turner, yeah, or Chris Avert. But yeah, yeah. But I would, yeah. I would say for that, they, um, if they can find some, some way to get some guys, either free agency or a good stud piece in the draft. But really, but hopefully that'll work out for them. But really, the one really minor setback, in my opinion, for, and this also affects for a lot of small market teams. Small target teams are not really attractive destinations. Yeah, at all. That's that's what I was just getting ready to touch on, man. Like that the problem with Indiana is the small market, man. Like we we, we say they got a nice like as far as uh team wise, talent wise and stuff like that, man, they got a they got a real attractive team. Like like if, if that Pacers team was in LA or Miami or New York. I'm, I, yeah. I, I'm about to guarantee the next time Brown was a free agent, that would probably be on on, on his short short list. Of yeah, I, w- I would agree. I would agree. Um, 
Yeah, man, it's 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 a it's it sucks for the small markets, man. It really does. It does. Because <clears throat> you got like like for example, OKC last year, small yep. market. Nobody expected them to make the playoffs. And my guy Chris Paul builds them there, makes them pass. You feel me? Get, get, gets them past the first round. Gets them mm-hmm. to the second round. Can't you feel me? Pushes it all the way to game six or seven, whatever it was, man. Like yep. like that. That like st- I, I feel like stuff like that is good for the small market teams because it shows that all right, they're able to build a somewhat winning team, winning culture. Right with not a whole lot of money like that, not a mm-hmm. whole lot of assets, stuff like that. Maybe yeah. If, if, maybe if I, maybe if, if, if I, if, if I'm KD, thinking KD's standpoint or whatever, KD yeah. like, hey, yeah, they was able to win, get to the playoffs with this young four, still got a lot of money to spend, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Go, go get a ring at a small market. Seriously, yeah. And it, it seems it seems that the only way for small market teams to win nowadays is you, you got to hopefully draft the right players, hope they stay, buy into the culture and the message, and just have the perfect storm. Yeah, or just end up drafting the right piece that other players or, or the excuse me, other teams really really want it, and hope right. that those teams are are with making some type of blockbuster type deal to to get you where you need to be. Yeah, exactly. Even then, that's still like if you're able to make a blockbuster deal and get somebody like a Jimmy Butler or something like that, you gotta think uh-huh. about one year, two year rental. You know what I mean? You got a real short time span that you got to be able to win with them, or at least show that you can improve enough to keep keep making those jumps for the for the championship run and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That that makes perfect sense. Um, that makes perfect sense. Um, right there. Um, how about uh, Chicago? Chicago is interesting. <laughs> I like Chicago, man. I like that move they made getting Vuc- pair, being able to pair Vucevic with uh, Zach Levine and Kobe White. I like that. Yeah, they have a good young solid core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that rookie they drafted too. He was a surprise to me at the number four pick. Mm-hmm. Kid from uh, Florida State. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I, I can't remember his name either. Yeah, Chicago has a pretty good solid young piece. They could, if they can just, I, I think they will need to take the draft approach. Yeah, draft and continue to grow, build, build with that the same way. Let's say how Brad Stevens did with Boston in yeah. a way of building wise. I think Chicago need to take that approach if they can find. A service, a veteran willing to come there and be a mentor, a young veteran that understands winning, who that can willing to be a mentor to the other guys and help be a leader. Chicago can probably make noise. Um, another team to look out for that's a young, good young team, Detroit. Yeah, that's a lot of young pieces too. Yeah, Detroit with the uh, Dwayne Casey, they got the right man leading them. Oh yeah, for sure. Dwayne Casey definitely brings a type of culture that Detroit likes. Yep. If he can continue to build on that culture and if they continue on the right path with Casey and just let him let him build the team, Detroit will be a playoff team again. Yeah. They will be a playoff team again. 
Yeah, you got to think they're in the East, man. In, in, in the East, it's, it's almost every team is just one or two pieces away from a playoff run in the East. Right. You know what I mean? So, yep. from, one to, from one to 15. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we also, um, talk, we did touch, I think we touched on Portland earlier, did we not? Uh, yeah, yeah, we kind of touched on Portland, yeah, and 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 since since, since we're on that, what I you, you know what a, one of the big things I touched on with Portland as far as uh, being able to win the playoff series was mm-hmm. Norman Powell was gonna have to step up and play. Yeah, he dropped twenty nine today. Yeah, he definitely did step up and play big, just like I, I expected him. Yeah, he 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 went beast and um helped keep it. Yeah, even though Dame had a struggling game, everybody else picked up their game. Dame was very undame like tonight. Very mm. that from Dame in the playoff. Uh, he'll bounce back. Triple double. Okay. Yeah. Every star has that one has that one so so game that they have yeah. to get out of the system. Yeah, it happens. But now in that one, we have we have a very interesting series. I yeah, I was tonight in Denver. And it's strange. Uh, I was reading the um, article after the, um, Coach Michael Malone after the game said this, the team was played soft. Yeah, he he he, he definitely just. I mean. He didn't sugarcoat nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm definitely. No, I ain't sugarcoat nothing. I'll be direct. If I were me, I'd be direct as hell too. Yeah, yeah, gotta be direct. Sometimes you, you, I feel like, like you know, I, I play, I play two K a lot. Right. And one of my, I don't want to call it a strategy, but something I do to kind of try to light a light a fire under some of my teammates' asses that don't, that, that ain't really playing well at the time. I'm gonna talk shit to you. Oh man, yeah, no, man. Turn the damn game off, man. You don't even <laughs> need to be on the game. What you even got the game on, man? You you selling us, man? Turn the fucking game off, you trash, bro. Mm-hmm. After, a, a lot of times after I say that, yeah, they start talking shit too. But hey, they're talking shit and they're playing better too. So I'm happy you're talking shit back to me. I, yeah, they in the game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so sometimes you just gotta talk shit to somebody. A lot of fire under their ass. Mm-hmm. Get them mad. Get under their head. Yeah, if speaking teammate, of, sometimes if it's a teammate that gets into your head, it's mm-hmm. a good type of getting into your head. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. 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 I like, I, I feel like an example with that would be Kobe, because you know he was mm. that type of motherfucker. He was gonna talk shit to his teammates, but a lot of times he was able to get. A lot of production. He, nah, I ain't he say a lot the, of production. Yeah, he, like MJ right, did. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He followed the MJ playbook. Mm-hmm. Hold yourself to a very high standard. Exhibit that standard each and every day, and make mm-hmm. your people behind around you follow. Right. Like you would hear interview, like 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 you would hear stories about how Kobe would tell everybody they was trash and all this stuff. You gonna like Charmin? Yeah, you ain't yeah you ain't making me better and all this other stuff. But then in, in interviews, you'll hear him praise his team. Like almost every one of his teammates, he'll give praise to him. You know what I mean? Like he like wouldn't nobody ever expect Kobe to be talking about uh, Sasha Vucevic as as, as one of his. Uh, favorite teammates and shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kobe was just that guy, man. Yeah. And I remember on, la- on the last dance when they interviewed him for it, he 
he mentioned that people would come up to him and make all the comparisons between who would win between him and MJ. He was like, yo, what you get from me is from him. Right. <laughs> that just shut the noise right there. He said, I wouldn't have five championships without Jordan. Right. Well, definitely. Well, let's get back on track here. Um, yeah, right, right, yeah. Get back on track. If Portland ends, <laughs> if Portland ends up falling in this series, we figure Terry Stotts is going to be gone. Yeah, I think he will be, yes. And coaching candidates out there will be Jason Kidd, Mark Jackson, and whoever else may be. Now, if you're Portland, and if you do go shopping for a new head coach, I know a lot of people say Mark Jackson. I agree. Do you think J.K. would be a good, a great fit there too, or do you uh, think Mark yeah. Jackson would be a good choice? I think I think Mark. I, I think either one of them would be a good choice. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad at neither one of them. I wouldn't throw no shade to either one of those signings at all. To be honest, oh no, I would be, I would be perfectly happy with either one. I think both of them being being point guards when they play, mm-hmm. it's, it's just going to help Dames progression kind of like Mark yep. Jackson would with 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 Russ like we touched on with with the Wizards. Yep. Uh, but yeah, man, I think either one of those would would really be a, be a great fit there. Now, outside of outside of Dame, do you go full-scale implosion on the roster? Do you even do you even can do you even consider CJ McCollum expendable? Uh I do. I do, honestly. I feel like CJ, and it wouldn't even be necessarily a, a, a you're not helping my team progress type thing, or right? You're not, you feel you're, you're you're not moving forward quick enough type thing. I think it's more yeah. of a, a we know that you're not going to be able to do what you want to do or what you're capable of doing here. So let's get let let's let's try to move you somewhere else where you hit his plateau in Portland. Right. Yeah, he hit that plateau. Right. He he's kind of to the point where he's he kind of needs his opportunity to try to be a number one guy and step. Stephen in McCollum, I agree. I think he would need to go somewhere, and obviously, I think he needs to have a fresh start and go to a team to where he can be a number one option. And like, um, maybe somewhere like a like a uh, Orlando, maybe. With yeah, a, with a with a young core over there, you know, they just made a lot of trades uh, at the yep. deadline, acquiring a lot of picks, a lot of a lot of other young assets and stuff like that. They got Gary Harris. I like that pickup. Uh, I like the uh, uh, Wendell Carter pickup. He, he started playing well over there in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think if if, if CJ was, I think if CJ was to was to go on the block. I think, uh, of course, there'd be a number of teams looking at him, but I think, I think an under the radar type of place would definitely be Orlando. Yeah, that would be de- that'll be a definite under the radar place um, for that. I-, I would have to agree, but I'll also um, look at maybe moving Jurkic. So I see there's another bike and find or place him, possibly. <clears throat> Yeah, because uh, I, I think we need some more aggressive aggressiveness on defense. Yeah, most definitely. Like I said, like we touched on earlier, um, that that uh, that that white side uh, mm. losing him, lo- losing hurt. him. I think yeah, that definitely hurt because that was a that was a big defensive presence down there. 
Oh yeah. He's the other he's the presence on defense and losing that, they're gonna try to find a way to recoup that. But first things first, figure out who your new coach may be and then go from there. Um San Antonio, they're gonna need a new coach soon because after Greg Popovich retires from the Olympic after the Olympics. Uh, I think I already know who uh, San Antonio's coach is gonna be. You think Becky Hammond? Yes, sir. I think I think Pop is going. You said what? She'll be the first woman coach in NBA history. Yeah, I think I think she's going to be the first woman to coach a NBA team ever. I would think so too, and I think she would be very successful. Becky Hammond is a very was a very smart player, and he's a very good coach too. Mm-hmm. Most and definitely. being in that culture and she would get probably from Pop the Grant endorsement and RC and RC Buford trust Pop is like a brother. So right. I guess and, and the next and, coach there. Yeah, mo- most definitely. I, I feel like that's almost a lock for me. Yeah. You know, uh San Antonio's never really been the type of team to really um go outside of its organization already they they build from within you know what i mean so yeah i think becky hammond already being there for a few years as an assistant she she's worked her way up the reins and stuff so mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like the the next and only stop for would be head coach yeah and, also know, and, also and know I on that staff too yeah yeah and so I think the uh, him, I, I think another thing I think another thing that is going uh, that would bode well for her is the players already respect her. Right, she has the respect of the players. Right, everybody in the organization. So right. not just one, but two names I would look out for probably being a new head coach. Either her, or if they decided to continue to go a different direction in house, I'd look out for Duncan. Yeah, it'd be I don't. Would would Duncan do it though? That'd be the question. Do you That's think he'd be you do you, that early into his retirement? Would he be up for or coming back into the to the NBA world as as a head coach? That's a very good that, question. I think he's that, probably that, enjoying retirement too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll cross that name off temporarily for now. We've seen stranger things happen. Um, we've already talked about Golden State. I know we didn't talk about Golden State. No, um, we haven't. Actually, now we now obviously with the big with their big three, Steph, Draymond, and Clay. Yeah, Clay's gonna come, come back healthy. Um, who do you put around them now? Kelly Oubre is a question mark, but also they got to work on Steph's contract. Yeah. Yep, he's definitely a, obviously a super max, two hundred yep. million plus. Oh yeah, easily. Another yeah, twenty so, million dollar contract in the bank. Boom. Right. <laughs> so uh But now with the cap room you have and you risk going into luxury tax, you still gotta put a capable roster around him. Right. Kelly Ubre right, the question right. for a second year, do you let him go? James Wiseman coming off of injury next year. There's a lot of question marks with Golden State. Well, I'm sure Golden State is gonna. Uh, I don't know if they already have uh, if they already have the workings in place for it or not. But I'm sure they're gonna end up uh, working something out with Clay to be able to to knock a little bit off of his contract from him missing the season. To you know, and I think of course Clay would be all right with that, knowing that they need to 
you know, be able to to have the players to to continue trying to win championships. Right. But uh, uh, yeah, I think I think they'll work with Clay a little bit to try to free up a little bit of that space. But like you touched on, they do got a lot of decisions to make with a lot of their players too. Because uh, are you going to keep? <clears throat> ooh, excuse me. Are you going to keep Andrew Wiggins? Mm-hmm. No. Are you going to keep Kelly Oubre? Are you, yep. you know, are you going to keep Kevon Looney, who's been there for a long time? He's a big part of that culture there in Golden State, you yep. know? So, uh, yeah, man, they, you're absolutely right. They got a lot of decisions to be made there. No, I they think, certainly, they I think they're do. my, yeah, they're, they're, they're my most exciting team to watch this offseason, in my opinion. Yeah, mine too. One thing I also, I think we've got to touch on with San Antonio for a second. Um, but let me go and get this little shout out to the audience right now. Thank you so much for joining us today on this dual cast. Catch us on Anchor, Spotify, and all available podcast apps all day, every day. Woo! This is my man Stino here from Stino Smoke and Takes. You feel me? Sportscast. I feel yes, you all day. And speaking, speaking back of San Antonio, I think we need to touch on one little thing. They have an aging roster. Yes, they most certainly do. They got a couple young pieces that are nice, and I think they would definitely work to keep there. Uh, Keldon Johnson is somebody I think they keep there. Uh, Lonnie Walker, I think they. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's a little up in the air for Lonnie Walker to me now because he's a he. He's an attractive piece. You know right. what I mean? I, th- I think he's an attractive player to a lot of teams, and I think a lot of teams will try to make a push for him when he becomes a free agent or even in the offseason as far as uh, trades. Right. So, yeah, they, they, they I, I, there's a lot of interesting teams to watch and pay attention to this offseason, man. Oh, yeah. We just got to sit back, relax, and wait. Um, let's right. Go, let's, yeah, let's let's go ahead and cl- talk about um one one more subject. We got to talk about the game tomorrow. Uh, but who's winning the uh, Grizzlies-Utah game? I think it was Utah winning last. Uh. Yeah, last I seen, I do believe they was only up like eight, though. Uh, mm. Memphis was making a run. Man, Memphis, Memphis was making a run. Yeah, it's probably in the third right now. I haven't, made, I haven't been able to check. I haven't neither. I got to find my remote so I can change this TV over real quick. But I can't find it. I think my daughter might be laying on it. <laughs> That's the big issue. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not moving that kid. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. No, don't move the little one while sleeping. That's a disaster. <laughs> Bad, right? So we'll leave that alone there. Um, so game four is tomorrow. Um, New York, Atlanta. This is must win for New York, in my opinion. They can't go back 3-1 down, back to Gotham. No, no, they cannot do that. Cannot do that. What's Julius Randle needs to get off to a great start. And he's he's got to have an all around great game, really. Not not even just a great start. He's got to really ball out. Yes, ball out for all four quarters. They need everyone to ball out. Make Trey Young uncomfortable. Get in the Hawks shooting shooters' faces. Win the battle down low. No one needs to be that dog. They need they need they, they need they need their defense to really step up and lead the way. Most definitely, I, man. They're missing. I I think they're missing Mitchell Robinson. Too. Yeah, that Mitchell Robinson was a big loss for them. It hurt them, in my opinion. But yeah, we'll it see did. What tomorrow. And then you got Phoenix in LA. Will Chris you know I'll you know, you know push it for, man. You yeah. already know I'll push it for. 
CP, baby. Let's go. Yep, CP. And Phoenix needs this one. I think, and I said, I'm in Phoenix, so they can't come back here 3-1 in the Valley because if they do, Braun, Braun, like, when Braun smells blood blood in the water, it's closeout time. And that's... It definitely is. And that's the thing, but the one thing that I've noticed is the experience of the Lakers over trumping the youth of Phoenix. Chris Paul's injury, yes, is significant, but what's even more significant is the Lakers' ex- Lakers experience showing. Right. <clears throat> and right now, Phoenix is getting a very uh, stern lesson in how to win. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. They're, 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 yeah. They're, and and it's a, I think it's a good learning. I, honestly, uh, I didn't think Chris Paul was going to get his ring this year. Um, mm-hmm. Them being as successful as they was this year, though, I definitely yeah. think it bodes well for them in the offseason. Um, it does make some attractive destination for me. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like uh, I've kind of, you know, over the past couple of days, I've kind of started to feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. started to kind of feel like uh, Phoenix might be kind of an attractive destination for somebody like Kawhi. And trust me, me, trust me, me, and I live in Phoenix, and trust me, Phoenix is a very attractive city. Yes, yes. Uh, somebody actually uh, in uh, in uh, commented on uh, one of the uh, comment I made on a post in halftime mm-hmm. that, that yeah. uh, nobody wanted to live there though. Like Phoenix, mm-hmm. Phoenix is, 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 is what well, that's an attractive city, man. Like like people would people want to live there. You know, everybody's talking about Kawhi going to Portland and. Yeah. Miami, I think Phoenix I mean, is a stronger team to where if he does yeah. decide to leave LA. Yeah, most definitely. But if, there's a whole lot of questions in the offseason that I know we'll get to later on down the line when they put out. Um, the other games here, um, Boston, Brooklyn. Can Boston tie the series? I think they can. As I think they, they can they, too. They, they definitely got the momentum right now. They played extreme... Uh, they played extremely well. well game three. Oh extremely, yeah, they and and if, if Jason Tatum keeps riding that horse that he's on right now and goes mm-hmm. for forty or fifty again, I think that definitely bodes well for them continuing further down the series because that's going to put more pressure on KD, Kyrie, and James Harden to step up their games more. And I think the more pressure you put on Kyrie, the worse he's going to play. Yeah. Because now be. he's got he's got two other guys he feels like he can lean on, and that's just gonna put more pressure on them, and it, it and it's gonna in turn be like a, a circle of life type thing or the recycle right. circle. You know what I mean? It's gonna yes. putting pressure on Kyrie is gonna put pressure on KD and James Harden, which in turn is gonna put more pressure on Kyrie. So right, that is very true, my friend. Very true. Um, and then we got the last game. We'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. It's going to be a raucous environment in the garden. And then we have the last but not least, Clippers Mavs. They said Luca is questionable with some with some neck issues. Well, mm-hmm. I think Luca will play Sunday. I definitely I think, think Luca will play. I, I think Luca will play. play. Yeah, I de- uh, definitely think he'll play. I think I think I definitely think he'll be bothered by that injury though, man. Yeah, it'll be I've, 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 I've never really had a neck injury like that, but uh, 
I can only imagine, you know, his his play style isn't really all that all that aggressive, really like that. You know, it's kind of kind of reminds me of a Paul Pierce type of play style. He's kind of slow and methodical with it, not super athletic and stuff. But uh, he picks apart the defense like Jokic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like a slow, methodical Paul Pierce type of game almost. But one thing for Dallas, they need they need the other guys to step up. Tim Hardaway Jr. struggled from the floor too. They need him yeah. to play better. He Porzingis. Yep. They, they need a better effort on both ends of the court. Yeah, definitely. And one player, like I touched on earlier, was uh, Josh Josh Richardson. I felt like he definitely needs to be the, one of those guys to step up big because they they made that move and signed him or made a trade for him in the offseason, whatever it was. You know, sending and Seth is another big piece. I think they missed him too. Yep, a, a, a big knockdown shooter that they would have knocked down some some shots when they really needed outside of Luca and uh, Porzingis. You know, Luca's a good shooter, but he's he's not a great shooter. Right. I've seen I, I've seen him have games where he 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 shoot two for two for eight, two for nine from three, then yeah. continue that streak for a, a couple or a few games, you know what I'm saying? Then have one or right. two games where he'll, he'll light it up from beyond the arc. But, uh, but yeah, man, that, that, uh, that, that three point threat is definitely missed. Yeah, that it is. That is definitely missed. But I hope, I hope that with Dallas, they'll be able to play better defensively and they can't let Kawhi and Paul George have the game they had in game three. They can't. No, they can't. And and if they do, they got to make sure that they don't go crazy, crazy. You know what I mean? If you let both of them score 25, you better make sure that's all that they're scoring. And you better make sure that you got other players on your team stepping up at the same time on the offensive exactly. end. If you're allowing both of them to, to go for 25. Because it ain't a lot of players outside of Paul George and Kawhi on that Clippers team that's going to be able to go for more than twenty like that. So exactly. if you're able to con- if if you're able to contain one or both of them, then you have a really good chance of winning. That you do, my friend, and you're right. And these games tomorrow are going to be very very interesting. Will we see? Will we see series tied up? Will we see three one leads? Who knows. Who knows yeah, what will be tomorrow? Definitely going to be interesting. It's hard to make a hard to make predictions right now, too. Oh, it is, man. It is. But as they say, we shall see. Yes, sir. And I'm gonna go ahead and get this wrapped up, Steno, man. Cause I know it's a little, a little bit late yeah. here. Yes, thank sir. You no doubt. Again for joining me, man. We oh, got no, no. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Hmm. Basketball fans like yourself, man, you made me love the game. And oh yes, likewise, my brother, likewise. I'm sure you've seen that very long post I put on halftime. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. I just have to show love the community and everybody can halftime community. I'm gonna put this on the uh, halftime the episode on the halftime on that post too, so everybody can hear it. Yeah, most definitely. And if you're not already in the halftime community, definitely make sure you download the app and join the halftime community. Yes, for sure. For anybody that's out there, don't download. Trust me, definitely. It's a yes. great community for basketball fans. If you love the game of basketball, come here. Right. It's definitely worth it. It is There's the no place. Way. The place for basketball lovers of all of all ethnicities and races and yes. everything. 
It don't I matter. Like, you, you like that bullshit bleacher. It, it is. It is. It is def- definitely one of them. Uh, hell, hell. We even accept transgenders. It don't matter. Go ahead, yeah. come on here. If you got good basketball takes, we don't care if you got. If you got, yeah, yep, yep. Come on with it. <laughs> Come on with it, with it, everyone. <laughs> and remember, you can catch my man Stino Smoking Takes and myself on Anchor, Spotify, and all available podcast apps. Any yes, questions, back, hit me back at blkaliensports at gmail.com. With my man Stino here, this is the Alien signing off saying, love you, happy Memorial Day, and good night. Good night, everybody. Y'all have a good night. See y'all later. Bye.